Welcome to you know, Prepare one Thoughts. Day, one day I'm actually going to get up and prepare myself and not be lazy. I've been super lazy for the last few months. I have not combed my hair, meaning straightened it, flat ironed it, but I'm going to get better, I promise. Oh, okay, nice. It doesn't matter. You're still gorgeous either way. Thank you. Thank you. But I want to be like flawless like you. Yeah. So, so, you know, I've been, you know, the interesting, funny thing, um, we were talking earlier today, but you know, this would be a good conversation for hopefully to help others. But every time I pull up Facebook, it's like one of our friends and maybe we're just at that age where people are starting to lose their parents, but it's like one thing after another, either one of our friends have lost a parent or have lost a young adult child. And it's, it's, it's it's actually sad to see the number of losses. And then with COVID added a whole nother layer of unplanned loss, you know, of people who weren't planning for their significant others or their parents to, to leave this earth, but because they contracted COVID, it wiped them out, right? Whether they had an underlying uh, previous disease or whatever. They weren't planning for the for the loss of that parent at that time, so it was a little shocking. So I was scrolling through Facebook today, and I saw where another one of our mutual friends lost a parent, and it's just so sad because you and I have lost both of our parents. Um, it's been six years almost, going on seven, has it? So mom passed in two thousand sixteen. Sixteen. 17, 18, 19, 20, 21, 22. So that's six years for mom. And then dad passed. And then dad passed four years ago. And this was all pre-COVID. And we just had a literally a slew of deaths in the matter of a three-year span, I think. So we lost mom first. We lost a really very good friend to prostate cancer. We then... Then six months to the day our mom passed. My daughter, my my daughter, and my son lost. I lost my ex mother in law, and you lost your uh, ex mother in law or your daughter's yeah. grandmother on the same day, matter of like thirty minutes apart. We lost dad two years later, and mm-hmm. this is a lot. Death is a lot, and I know with COVID, people are experiencing a wealth of feelings and a slew of emotions, and we're getting older, and it's it's more frequent than it was when we were younger. And I don't know if that's just life. Yeah. I try to tell my friends that still have their parents here today. Don't take advantage of that because once they're gone, you can't get that time back. And losing the parent is a feeling that I don't think you'll ever get over. I think you learn how to deal with it. You learn how to cope with it, Mm -hmm. but there is a hole that's forever there, especially, especially a mother. I mean, a dad, a father too, but losing a, a mother is, is, you know, that's who brought you into this earth, you know, through you, through that experience of her caring for nine months, but losing both, you know, our mother, we knew she, she was sick for months and we knew it was getting worse and worse and worse. We had time to kind of go through her loss, you know, through hospice. So we had a chance to really say goodbye and spend time with her. But with dad, it was like a, you talk to him on Thursday. Oh, I'm coming out there in a couple of, in a week or two. I'll see you in a week or two. And next thing you know, they don't found him in the bathroom, you know, cause he had a heart attack living by himself. So it's, it's, it, I wouldn't say, I wouldn't say either way is the best way to, to experience that. I would say exactly the same. Yeah. So losing is something when you lose a parent that uh, there's a hole in your heart that you can never really feel, but 
you did something different than than what I did. So when mom first passed, I guess there was a numbness for that I probably still have a little bit of where it's a feeling that leaves of I wouldn't say of caring. I don't know, it's like a hole in your heart that can never be replaced. But and I think you probably felt the same. But I think you went to grievance counseling early in the process, didn't you? Immediately. So I don't like for me during that experience, it was take care of her, get her through hospice, make sure everybody was okay. Um, make sure we honor her the way she wanted to be honored. And so I kind of like put everything on the back shelf. I didn't really process the fact that she had passed on. So we immediately went back to work, right? So she passed away. We buried her within, I think, a week and a half or so. And then I went back to work. No, it was like three weeks. No? Well, two weeks. She passed on the 18th. We buried her on the 30th. Okay. But during that time, we had been planning for the service. But right after her funeral was on a Friday, we drove home Saturday. Yes. And I went back to work Monday. Yes. And when I got back to work and people, you know, being the kindest, nicest people ever, of course, they want to come check on you and see how you're doing. And I could not, for the life of me, handle it. I just, for me, it hit me at that point, like, wait a minute, I'm never going to go back up north. I'm never going to spend time with her again. And I couldn't process it. And so I knew I had these two girls that were watching me and I needed to be my most strongest. And I knew I had to go to work. And I knew all these things. So I, I immediately went and got a grief counselor literally that day. I think I saw the counselor on Tuesday. I think I called for a counselor Monday. I got one on Tuesday. And I'll be honest, I did have to get on um, some anxiety medication to get me through the next four months. And what the medication did is it kind of suppressed your emotions so that you could function throughout the day. And then I eventually went myself out. But I needed that. You didn't need that. I needed that. Well, I didn't think I needed guidance counseling. I mean, um, grief counseling right away. But over time, right, fast forward five years later, I felt it was very much necessary to go and get grief counseling. And did you feel like... Because I would never process her death the way I should have, right? So it was damaging relationships. It was damaging... Um, my ability to connect with others, it, it was it was a lot, right? So I felt like I needed to go and see, you know, see a counselor to talk through, to try and reopen because I had shut down so much of myself that I needed to reopen it up in order to live a nice, happy, healthy life. So I felt like I needed counseling for that. And it was very beneficial to go. And I was going to say, I was just going to ask that, like, what about the counselor made it beneficial? For me, it was they gave me different ways or different mechanisms on how to kind of process that loss. And in turn, kind of, they gave me tools to be able to not blame myself for certain things and understand this is a process of life. So for you, what were some of the great aspects of counseling that helped you? I was able to let go of some of the let go of some of the regret that I was holding on to of things I had not done when she was alive. Mm -hmm. That was holding me down. So I was able to let go of a lot of things that I was holding on to that wasn't necessary for me to hold on to. It wasn't my thing to hold on. I was like, you know, in a way it's selfish. Like you're, you're not really allowing her to go rest peacefully because as mothers, children hover, you know, she 
probably is still upset or worried on how I would handle things. So even though she's gone, I, I was able to let go of some things that I was holding on to, some regrets that I had that weren't not were selfish regrets, not necessarily healthy regrets to have, but things that I shouldn't have been holding on to. So once I was able to release that, I was able to really process her loss and move on and celebrate her life versus grieving her for five one years. Of the different, one of the noticeable different ways that you and I handled loss was you are, you were like, I don't want to lose the memory. So you were pictures all the time, nonstop everywhere. And I did not want to see her. I did not want to see her. I didn't want to feel that pain, but that's how you dealt with it. I dealt with it much different. And so by saying that, People have, like, don't judge how people grieve. Everybody grieves different and they manage stress and they manage sadness in a different manner. And they manage, you know, the change in a different manner. Like, I couldn't judge you because the way you were doing it, I just knew that that wasn't for me, that I'm not that type of person. So I didn't get mad at you for doing it. I just didn't look at your page or, you know, I kind of turned the cheek if I saw the picture. And then when I was ready, then I did it. But it took me much longer than it took you in that aspect. But like you were different in a way, like you just, your whole thing was, you looked at it from a positive aspect. It's like, mom's not sick anymore. She's in heaven. You're a huge believer, which I am too, but you're much, I think your faith is a little stronger than mine in that sense. And you were like, she's in a better place. And you kind of honed in on where her spirit was, where I was like more maybe stressed about the physical aspect of it. And like another hard coping mechanism when people die is the upcoming milestones. First of all, the birthday. Who would have known anticipating somebody's birthday that passed away would be so stressful? Because when they're alive, sometimes we forget to even, oh, shoot, it's such and such a birthday. Let me call and tell me happy birthday. But when Mm -hmm. they pass on and you don't have the opportunity to celebrate that, that becomes a stress ball about how am I going to get through the day? Because it's that person's birthday. Really? First, I think for you and I, the first the first three years, we made sure we were together on the birthday. We made sure we were together on Mother's Day. And we made sure we were together on the anniversary of her death. To support each other. But it didn't stress me out. I mean, I was fine with it. I just I um just wanted to celebrate or remember her on that on that day. Yeah. So for me, it was a reminder she's not here. For you, it was you wanted to celebrate her life. Mm-hmm. So people grieve different and everybody needs to be open and supportive of that and not make judgment calls. Now, I have not gone to her gravesite since. Her, she or dad's. I haven't my, been. And myself I either, but I'm not a gravesite person. I don't have a desire to go. Yeah. At all. I don't feel like they're there. They're not there. That's just the body. It's, it's the body. But some, but some people, like, for example, my son always goes to his grandmother in Long Beach he goes to her gravesite all the time. And to me, it makes him upset when he goes. But that's his way of processing. For me, I couldn't do it. I just don't I just don't like going back to that spot where I said, to me, that's your final resting place. Like we used to Uncle Elliot, we would go visit him, right, uh, occasionally or whatever. But for me, I'm kind of glad mom's in San Francisco because I have conversations with her all the time here, mm-hmm. right, wherever I am. I don't have to go to San Francisco to show my love <laughs> for her. Um, if I buy flowers, I buy them in remembrance of, of she or dad and I just mm-hmm. put them in the house and it just reminds me of them. But to have to go the, to the, to the, I mean, it's nice to go put flowers there. I guess if something happened to me, I don't know if I would care less if nobody ever went to my gravesite because it's what's in the heart, right? To mm-hmm. me. 
Yeah, for sure. I agree with you. And then, so what do you do? What are some good kind of ways to honor a person? You and I got heartbeat tattoos for our parents. Yes. Matching ones. Oh, wait. And so that yes. when we look down at our arm, we think, you know, of mom and yes. dad. Mm-hmm. Um, that's one. Some people do. I have a little, like, uh, space a little a little area in my room where it has like her little small urn that I kept my, as a dad's um obituary, you know, a picture of us. That's my little like area when I get up in my room and I can see them, right? So that's a reminder. People do do different things, but um I did I, I'm glad I got the tattoo. I've been wanting that for a long time. Yeah, same here. I think anything that you think would make their memories alive and bring happiness to you. Yes. You have to make that call and you have to do it the best that you can do and push forward because we don't have a choice. We're still here. <laughs> That's but I think talking part. about them and yeah. talking about the experience you've had with them, talking about what you learned from them, carrying it on to your children or family members or sharing your experiences that they taught you is another form of carrying on their legacy. And then some people have the fear of forgetting. They think because somebody passed away, they forget, but I, I don't think you'll never forget ever. I think for me, as the years go by, there's certain like her skin, she had the most beautiful, softest skin. And dad always preached about a woman should always be married. And so those things are instinctively ingrained in my brain. And when I make married are your hair should be done, your makeup <laughs> should leave the house looking crazy, all of that. And I think that those are things that I think about that, that um, keep the fond memories. But I think there's another part of us. There's another part. So when someone passes, it's like every day you're thinking about them. And then over time, you may wake up one day and you may like a day may pass. And then because this happened to me and it was like three days, like I felt guilty because three days passed and I had not thought about mom or dad in three days. And it wasn't that I hadn't thought about it. I had been so busy working. It just didn't cross my mind. But over time, I felt like that was growth for me learning how to grieve them in the best positive way. You don't have to think of thinking about them when they were here on earth. There were days where I would go by. I mean, typically I spoke to my mother every day. I spoke to my dad probably twice, once or twice a week, but there would be times where there'd be a week go by and I didn't have a chance to talk. Why is this any different? Right? So I, I think we got to give ourselves grace and we got to know that it's a process and it's natural to, get busy with your own life and, and not, you know, spend a day. But to me, it's like, you're not heart. Like to me, when I was thinking about it every day, I was you're like obsessing over it, harping on it. Mm -hmm. And that, that wasn't healthy either. Yeah, it wasn't. Another thing for me, like I used to talk to her every day on the way home from work. So I, I was fortunate enough to where when she was sick, I started replacing it with other people. So like I used to talk to her every day after work, all the way home from work. And so that was a concern of who was going to fill that gap. But I found other means to entertain myself. I actually got into podcast and I actually went in a dark place of podcast because I was listening to only podcasts centered around loss, believe it or not, um, because I wanted to know if my feelings were valid, if other people felt the same way. Was I grieving the right way? Was there something I was doing wrong? And that actually gave me a sense of security to an extent. Like there's a podcast that I listen to, um, Terrible Thank You for Asking. 
And even though it's about people's troubles and mishaps or deaths that they experience, it also tells me that I'm not the only one going through it. I'm not the only one that experienced it. And they give me coping mechanisms to be able to deal with it and move forward. Loss is a big deal, especially of important people, like your parents, your kids. Yeah. Like those are things that are irreplaceable, right? Um, yeah. So I, for me, one one soundboard was listening to those type of podcasts. And then, of course, I would call you every day, too. So, and then another thing that Def taught me is like, am I prepared? If something happened to me, what would I want my kids to experience? How prepared yeah. do I want to be? For, right? What do I mm-hmm. want to order for them? And yeah. have I communicated my wishes? Have I? That's a big one. That is a big one. Is a lot of people don't have your business in order, and when a parent passes, then and you have multiple kids, it's a huge mess in regards to what gets split up. So any advice I can give, if you are, if your parents are still alive today, work with them and partner with them to go get a will set up or some sort of trust will, whatever, so that it keeps animosity down amongst the family, right? Because when you have to go to probate and all those other things, it can cause other other issues I've seen with other families. Yeah. Um, and so I would say, make sure your orders are, are um and your your affairs are in order so you can alleviate the additional stress that comes with trying to divide properties and things like that um i think and the other piece of people is, ask, what do you want like what if you like mom she never had anything written but she told us she wanted to be cremated she did not she did she was very specific with us but she was that way with us she didn't necessarily tell her husband that Mm-mm. But when it came time for us to come up with a burial plan, he literally it was just a little debate. Yeah, said, um, yeah, about how she wanted to be, you know, buried and and what she thought her funeral should look like. And thank God, where we were all in in agreement with it. But she was very very um, passionate about that, so we knew exactly what to do. And thank God she did because we knew. And Dad was the same yeah. way. He wanted to yeah. be cremated with his his wife so it's important yeah. to have those even though they're uncomfortable dark conversations it's important to have it especially if you don't have something documented yeah agreed and so like for my friends out there that are going through it COVID's here things change parents get sick lean on people use your use your community as i think a- there's another element to it too where you have um a stepfather or stepmother, and then you have kids from other relationships. I've seen, you know, we had a good friend of ours pass away a couple of years ago and maybe about, it's been about a year. Has it been a year? I think it was a year. It's been a year. Has it? And unfortunately, you know, the stepdad didn't care much for the kids and the stepdad did not allow the kids into the home to get any of the mother's belongings. And that's a horrible mm-hmm. experience to have. Your mother passes away. It wasn't planned. This was the last, uh, like, a, a. I mean, it was not, this was a tragic event that happened that took her life. And now you have her children who wants to get some of her things to smell her, whatever sentimental things. And the husband who's greedy and selfish won't even allow the kids to come into the home to get any of the mother's things. That's horrible and i think that's another you're adding another layer of stress and you're adding a lot of stress 
sadness and another layer of loss that's unnecessary. Yes. For what game? Yep. Exactly. What are you going to do with her clothes? What are you going to do with her things? Like, it's not about you, right? It's about what the person would want best. And you know your, you know your wife would not have wanted you to treat her children that way. Mm -hmm. Exactly. But it happens. It happens. It happens a lot. You hear about families breaking up, people not talking for years because the loss of a parent caused a, a divide because of greediness, selfishness, and just downright, you know, evil. And and so do you look at the person who was causing all the rift? Like, is that their way of managing the stress of the loss of someone because they're angry and so they want to take it out on everybody else? Or is it just an opportunity to be nasty? I don't know. Mm -hmm. uh, sometimes the truth comes out in painful times, in tragedy. You find out what people really are about. Yeah, that's true. That's true. And there's so much. So, so if you're going through something, if you feel like you're in a dark space, there's so much information out there. Take the time, work on yourself, make sure that you have come to a place of acceptance and understanding. And I mean, I'm looking forward to seeing her again at some point. Yeah. And I think, and I'm looking, and I think we kissing my dad again. I believe yes, me Kevin. too. And I think, in, I think in, in we are are we all are naive to think that we will exist on this earth forever. Mm -hmm. We don't know the date or time, right? That any of us will will be called to go to our next resting place, right? So, I think we have to be realistic and know that it's real and it can happen. And so, try to prepare yourself as much as possible with putting things in order, your affairs in order prior to that happening. But if it does happen and you're not ready, or if it's happened. I think you have to show people grace. I think you have to lean on the fact that, um, for me at least, that there is a heaven, right? And that I do know I'll see my mom and my dad again one day um, if I make it to heaven. Um, but I think I think we just have to kind of be ready to deal with whatever comes, but understand there's so many tools out there to help you, right? Grief counseling is huge. For anyone that has not gone through grief counseling, I highly recommend it mm -hmm. um, because it does help you cope and it does give you skills and, and, and tips and tricks to be able to handle um, the loss that you've experienced. So I would highly suggest grief counseling. I would highly suggest friendship, right? Friends pulling each other together to support each other, be there for each other. Um, and then allow people to have space to deal with their own grief. You don't want to hover too much either because you want them to be able to deal with the grief that they're experiencing. But it's not anything easy to go through. Um, again, we've lost so many friends and family over the last few years. But um, and it's each situation experience um, is, is, is a different one. So I would just say grief counseling, I would highly suggest for those that have not had it. And for those that are in relationship, if your partner loses a parent, be considerate of that. So when it's time for like Mother's Day or Father's Day, just tiptoe for a little bit. Tiptoe. Don't yeah. make it all. I mean, just because your parents are still alive, that's wonderful. Nobody is knocking that. But have a little bit of care and concern that the other person may not be feeling that day or that emotion because they don't have that on their side, right? And yes, so it's a hard kind of emotion to balance. And sometimes people forget 
and they want you to just hone in and jump in on their family side. And you're like, wait a minute, I had a mom, I had a dad, give me a minute. I'm not, for me, Mother's Day, even though I have kids, if they want to do something for me, fine, but that's not a big day for me. Yeah. Um, it just isn't. So for me, my mom's not here to celebrate. So I'd rather just do whatever I want on that day. I don't necessarily want somebody to shove their mom down my throat. I'd rather them just- And really grief is about you Mm because the other person's gone. They've moved on, right? They've passed away. They've gone to their their next next, um, journey in their spiritual life. So they're gone. Grief is, is what we're left with, but we have the ability to control how we handle it. And we can make it a positive experience versus a negative one if we choose to, right? Mm-hmm. Um, make it, so So I would say, you know, try to find the good in all, the good in, in the why it happened. Try to find the good in, in what you had when they were here and try to find the good in what you'll take from what you learn from them now that they're gone and apply it to your life and not harp so much on the loss. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Well, I hope this topic is able to help, you know, people that are kind of going through the same kind of loss that we've experienced over the past few years. And um, if you need help or if you want to talk to us, we're available. I'm not a counselor, but I'm a cheerleader, (laughs) cheerleader for good. So uh, feel free to leave comments if you need help or if you just want to talk to somebody. Yes. And don't leave a call. If you haven't talked to anybody in a while, pick up the phone and tell them you love them. Don't leave um, a conversation without telling people you love them because you never know, mm-hmm. you know, what can happen. So, you know, um, things happen, right? Let's yep. just make the best out of what we have today. And then once once it's over with, let's make the best out of what we have. Exactly. Well, thank you for tuning in today. Um, please make sure that you subscribe. You can also find this podcast on iTunes, iHeartRadio. Um, Stitcher. <laughs> All of the platforms. All of the audio platforms. Pandora. Pandora. Prime, Amazon. iHeart, Amazon, YouTube, YouTube. Spotify. Spotify. <laughs> and uh, yeah, I hope that we were able to touch some people and, and let them understand they're not alone. Yes. Journey All of- right. Yes. <laughs>